0: Hello, and welcome to Trending Peoria. I'm your host and proud Peoria Unified alumna, Sarah Meredith, and I'm so eager to take you on this journey as we learn more about the importance of public education and the amazing work our staff do every day to ensure every student is prepared to not only meet tomorrow, but to help shape it as well. What's currently trending in Peoria Unified? Summer, more importantly, our summer of success. This year, Peoria Unified has taken a serious look at its summer programming to ensure that it is able to meet the needs of all of our students. Today, we're joined with our Executive Director of Federal Programming, Lori Little, who will discuss what our summer school looks like across all 42 of our campuses, as well as our Director of Kids Zone, Ashley Worrell, as she talks a little bit about the before and after school program we offer and our summer ed camp. Welcome Lori Little. We are so excited to have you here today to talk a little bit about our summer of success and our summer programming we're offering at most of our schools. Thank
1: you for joining us. I am happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. There are many great things happening around our district this summer. Awesome. And
0: I know this summer is a little bit different than um, some of the summer school we've offered in the past. Do you mind explaining what some of those programs look like this summer?
1: i would be happy to explain them um sarah the every one of our schools this year is offering some summer programming in both june and july it's really exciting um i don't know i've been in the district 20 years and i've never seen it where every one of our schools has offered uh, programming in both june and july before Typically, what we see in the summer, um, we have our traditional summer school programs, a fee-based program that students can attend. And it's typically at um, a few different sites where students are bused from their home campus to those sites. Um, And it's for kindergarten through, in the elementary, kindergarten through eighth grade. High school does something different. They always have a credit recovery program and then some other courses that are offered. All those are typically fee-based programs. This year, however, um, we are offering summer program at literally every one of our schools. Two of the elementary schools are having some major construction going on, but they have partnered up Partnered up with um, sister schools. So their staff is there with their students are there, but there are only two schools that do not have the programming on their campus. So it's really kind of exciting. Every single campus has their teachers, their staff there, their students there. The other thing that I think is really exciting about it this year is um, typically on any given elementary campus, you might have anywhere from 10 to 20 maybe 25 students that are attending the um, summer school programming this year, though, we have um, our schools, the lowest number I saw was 80 students the highest 250 students from each school so somewhere between 80 and 250 students per school are attending this programming on their own home campus. Transportation is provided this year for students if it's needed, just like it would be during the normal school year. And then of course our our wonderful um, uh, food services is providing breakfast and lunch for students on every campus. So that's really exciting news and that's just in June and there's other programs happening in July on all of the campuses. So what's going on in July? In July, uh, for our elementary schools, we are ho- hosting Jump Start programs. Uh, there were about ten of the elementary schools that, because of uh, staffing constraints, um, could not do that in July, but they did hold the Jump Start here in June. So, literally every elementary school had a little time. Uh, the Jump Start is for our incoming kindergarten students who have never had that school experience. We want to welcome them, get them acclimated to the campuses, let them see what it's like at their their home school have some meals in the cafeteria, meet some of the staff. We also have extended that to First grade students who are um, new to the school experience, maybe they were at home the entire year last year uh, for kindergarten and have not been on a campus. So that's what the Jump Start is for in the elementaries. In the high school, um, it's the Summer Bridges program. So that's for incoming freshmen. The same kind of concept, just at a much older level, just uh, with that transition to high school, helping students to feel welcome and acclimated to the campus to get the best start that they can for that high school experience, just like we're trying to get for our youngest learners at the elementary level.
0: That's amazing. And especially, I mean, like the title suggests, it does, it gives them kind of a jumpstart into what school will look like. And I know um, for kindergartners, that's things as simple as Oh, how to ask to go to the restroom, (laughs) how to sit in your desk. But for our high school students, they're going from this small elementary school to in some cases, very large high schools that can feel overwhelming. So it gives them that opportunity to acclimate to the campus, to figure out kind of what their route will look like, meet some of those teachers. So that first
1: day of high school doesn't feel so overwhelming. That's exactly right. Uh, Team building activities on all those campuses. Um, like you said, at the high school, students are coming from several different schools, so meeting their new classmates that will be in their grade level for their high school experience. It's a great opportunity for them.
0: That's that's so special. I know um, when I was going in that transition from eighth grade into high school, I didn't have a program like that, but I had like a week of band camp, so <laughs> that at least going into the first day of school, I knew about a hundred students that I'd be in class with. I knew a little bit about where to go. And it was, it was a great opportunity to kind of get myself more comfortable with that larger campus.
1: Right, that's Um, great.
0: When you're looking at summer school, I know for a lot of people that can kind of have a negative connotation. Can you explain a little bit about why summer school is so important and some of the goals that you have with this summer programming?
1: Yes, I sure will. Um, Over the course of the last year and a half, um, just really because of some of the impacts of the pandemic, um, teachers, educators, administrators, all throughout our district across the country actually have recognized that there are um, some there's kind of significant learning gaps that have uh, that we have going on with all of our students, kindergarten through 12th grade. So that was the intent of this program is how can we start to identify those gaps and start to bridge those gaps and get our students back to a place where we feel great and they feel great about what's happening, happening with their academics. So this year in summer school, um, it looks a little different at every campus. I actually, Sarah have had the opportunity um, the last two days and all of last week, I have visited every one of our 42 schools to see what their summer programs are looking like. And it is amazing. Every single classroom I went in, and I went into at least two classrooms on every campus, students are engaged in small group instruction. Um, They are working, Some you'll have small groups working directly with the teachers on some um, tier three, some intensive Mm -hmm. interventions for students in the areas of reading and math. I've seen both of those taking place. Students are working on some iReady programming for reading and math, also building those reading and and math skills. There are also some um, problem-based learning activities taking place. Some students, depending on the staffing that was available at the schools, are participating in library activities. There's some recess going on to give that little needed break that students um, should have in between their academic um activities going on in the classroom and just a lot of a lot of fun i've seen science experiments happening in some of the classes a lot of hands-on manipulatives going on it's just really been exciting and i'm honestly this is very true every classroom i've been in the students were smiling engaged learning excited about being there i even had some of them telling me yesterday and today that they don't want it to end so i think i thought that was great to hear
0: that, that is great to hear. And it's it's nice to know that they are, it's still in very engaging learning for them. And even though they are in a classroom during their summer break, they're still having fun and they're finding joy in that. Yes. Um, and even more so, I mean, a lot of those kids who may have been virtual all year, this is like their first time they get to come back to school and be in person and see some of their friends. And it's just a good kind of chance for everyone to catch up, both academically and but also socially. That's right. That's exactly what I've seen at every
1: one of our campuses.
0: That's amazing. Um, I know you talked a little bit about due to COVID, we had to approach summer school um, a little differently this year. Can you talk about some of those questions you were asking yourself as and your team as you were developing this programming over the summer and?
1: <laughs> kind of the direction you wanted to go with it? Mm -hmm. Um, well, some of the things that we were looking at, especially just at the, um, coming back trying to get back to school as normal um, in the classes that I have seen masks are optional so that's that's up to the students and their families what their preference is I'm still seeing mitigation procedures in place there's hand sanitizer uh, masks are available to students the small groups uh, we did ask the administrators and teachers to look at student data to, for the students that were joining them for this uh, academic academy time and to try to keep the class sizes right about 15 so that we had those smaller numbers to just make sure that we were coming back in a safe manner and um, experiencing school as much as normal as possible and to, to um, try to keep everybody as safe as we can during during this time in the summer
0: that's great to hear and i and i know it's reassuring and it's also really nice to hear and you kind of mentioned some of it earlier but our students coming back this fall they are ranging in all sorts of spectrums a with how comfortable are they to return to school? Are they comfortable to wear masks? Do they not want to wear a mask? Yeah. and then also academically, they're ranging they're on a spectrum there too. some of them were in person since September. some of them were virtual and so it's really reassuring to hear how you guys are working to meet the needs of that vast spectrum our students are currently on. um. Also, with your summer programming, you mentioned at our high school level that they have not just credit recovery, but they also have the opportunity to get ahead a little
1: bit. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Students can take them. They're not every course is offered, but there are uh, a range of courses offered at every one of the schools that, that students can get a little ahead if they would like to do that as well.
0: Yeah, and those those summer classes they are a great opportunity for some of our students who, um, for example, wanted to do dual enrollment during the school year, or they wanted to get ahead in their math so that they can expedite their learning process. Yes. Um, what is one of the best benefits that you see from our students who are going through this summer programming?
1: Are uh, for in general? Are you asking about high school, Sarah? Um, in general. <laughs> I think that one of the best things is just that um, that they are continuing to stay involved with what's happening at school. Um, when I talked to the students at just this last couple of weeks, that's what they were saying. I would ask them things like, what's the best part of being here during the summer? And um, it sounds a little trite maybe, but the students, would, uh, several of them would say to me, it's the learning. And i was like, well, what does that mean? What do you mean about the learning? I love reading. I love working with my teacher. I like being here working with my friends. So I'm thinking that's really good to hear that the, these are the students that maybe we were a little worried about academically or their parents were worried about them academically. And they're at school enjoying this time outside of the typical um, school year. I think it helps build a love for school. It helps build um, collaboration among the students. It helps build their interest in learning and growing. Those are the things that that I witnessed as I was looking in the classrooms here these past two weeks.
0: Yeah. And it's exciting too to hear them being excited about their yes. learning and that they're excited to be back in school because I mean this this last school year we know was difficult across the board in all sorts of areas. So it's exciting that they're excited about it and that they are able to have some of that normalcy. Um, Going forward, I know you mentioned, we used a lot of data to kind of figure out what students maybe needed that extra support What are you going to look at to determine whether or not this kind of summer programming was successful for our students.
1: Thank you for asking that question. We actually sent some uh, surveys out just yesterday to administrators and the staff working the summer programs. Um, administrators and teachers will be sending a survey to the parents of the students who attended the programs also to get feedback on what was successful, what were the strong points, what were areas that we might could improve. We'll also be asking the teachers and administrators to share with us data. Um, all of them were We're expected to do pre-test and post-test on the students, even though it's not very many days, we still want to see, were there any gains? If so, what were the programs or the strategies that we used that gave us the strongest amount of gains gains in this summer learning opportunity? So we can use that information to inform decisions for possibly next year or, or other interventions we need to do throughout the year. That's
0: great. Well, and I think those data driven decisions really do help and they they prove the value of the work that your team does and the work that all of our teachers are doing over the summer to help get our students as caught up or ahead as possible for the next school year. Um, Being a former principal, what are some of the things that you would typically notice in your students who attended summer school versus maybe those students who had their entire summer off and didn't do a lot of that reading, writing and math that you get to do
1: during summer school? I think um, a lot of that is just the... um the attitude maybe of excitedness about being at school. Um, I think it's sometimes it's hard coming back from the summer when you haven't been doing a lot throughout the summer, you know, you have to get your stamina back for school. I I liken it to like, if we take a vacation, when we come back to work, it takes you a day to get your stamina back. Like, Oh yeah, we've got to get back into the swing of things and the pace of things. So those are the things that I noticed more as a, a a principal was was the the kids who kind of kept going, doing some things throughout the summer whether it's in a um, a formal summer school program or just doing some things at home too that it just seemed to be easier to get back into the swing of school when school starts back in the fall
0: definitely and I can relate to that feeling of coming back from vacation and needing (laughs) a little bit of time right Um, what are some things our parents can be doing at home with their students to keep them engaged and learning throughout the summer
1: That's a wonderful question, too. Thank you for asking that. Students who were um, our incoming kinders might not have all of these things available because they're not set up in the system yet. But students who are already with us in Peoria um, can still log on to their iReady accounts, their reading and math if they're um, in the younger grades, Alex through sixth through ninth grade. Our My uh, Math, the Core adoption for our younger grades is also online. My perspectives, I think the benchmark, all of those things are online. The students access them during the school year. They can still get on and and use those resources if they would like to through the summer. Other things that are just fun to do, um, if you have younger students. Um, as you're going along and driving and doing counting with them skip counting having your students help you prepare meals talking through the recipes and what do we do next and how do we mix this up all of those types of things how long is it going to take us to get to the grocery store and looking at time just that basic counting and using vocabulary if you're reading with your children that's wonderful too talking to them about the stories that you're reading about the characters in the story what comes next what making some predictions and if you're just watching a tv show you can even do those same things talking about the characters in the shows and um, making predictions of what's going to happen next or talking about why did they do that all those critical thinking activities so um, any anything you do there's there's conversations that go on with that there's deeper thinking math you can almost relate to every single thing that you're doing and Reading, um, always always building that vocabulary and taking those opportunities to just extend comprehension through your conversations. The things that just make um, what we do in our everyday life, those skills are what we're really building when you're in the classroom every day So to see how they can apply to the real world. So I think those are some of the things that I would suggest to parents.
0: Definitely. And I, those things are so um. They're so good and they're such great ideas, especially, I mean, granted, I grew up in a home with a teacher, but my summer vacations were filled with that application of what I learned during the school year. So if, and again, she's a science teacher. So when we were doing road trips, I had to look at the mountains and we had to have conversations about how those were formed. But those conversations, A, they create great memories for our students and make them excited about those family vacations but they also reinforce a lot of the learning that goes on during the school year and gets them excited. And for a lot of kids too, it helps them find that one thing that they're excited to learn about and it gets them revved up.
1: I agree. Well,
0: thank you, Lori, for joining us today um, for this episode and sharing a little bit more about what our summer of success looks like. And thank you also for just all the hard and amazing work that your team's been doing to help make this happen. And we cannot wait to hear more in the future about all of the amazing things going on in
1: federal programs. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. So much of this credit goes um to the incredible teachers and the staff, the administrators at all of our schools. They have really done a, a Herculean job of making this opportunity a reality for our students. And great thanks also to our curriculum and instruction department for their support. And without without a doubt to transportation and food services our nurses i mean it is it is a definitely a, a district wide effort to to try to meet the needs and to extend the learning opportunities for all of our children through this summer so thank you and your team as well
0: definitely i yeah this work that you guys are doing it is is not done alone and i think it's just such a great example of um Peoria Unified's emphasis and effort they put in in making sure every student is prepared to shape tomorrow. Yes, thank you so much. I am so excited to have here with me Ashley Worrell, our director of Kids Zone. She is going to talk to us a little bit about what Summer Ed Camp looks like and a little bit about the summer of success we're having here in Peoria Unified. Welcome, Ashley.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me and inviting me to be a part of this today.
0: Yeah, so I know you are in the thick of it with all sorts of fun for Kids Zone and Summer Ed Camp specifically. Can you tell us a little bit about what the average day at Kids Zone looks like? Absolutely.
2: Um, so our entire day is kind of jam packed um, with hands on, engaging activities. Um, we do our best to provide a variety of activities. And so staff have been working, um, since about January to plan and prepare for summer. And so we have STEM activities as part of our day. We have, um, open-ended arts activities. Um, they have week-long projects that they work on to plan and create and then problem solve when it doesn't go quite according to plan. Um, and so each day, um... Is pretty structured. We follow a pretty consistent schedule, but um, the things that are included in a typical day are a variety of um, small and large group activities. Um, So we do things within small groups during center times. We also do whole group activities where they're working together, collaborating, solving problems. Um, We do have center-based play built in our day. Um, And so each of our classrooms has a variety of centers set up in their classroom. Things like um, a building center, an open-ended art center, a sensory table, a Um, board games and puzzle center. And so throughout the day, we do have times where they are able to engage in those centers. Um, We have a facilitated um, activity as part of the centers, Um, but it does allow for some of that learning through play throughout the day. Um, That's when they get to uh, practice resolving conflicts, working together, sharing. So that's a huge part of our day. We do feel feed students Um, four times a day. So sometimes it feels like we eat all day long. Uh, We do have breakfast, lunch, and two snacks included um, in our camp program. We uh, also uh, allow for some gross motor play, and so during the summer, it's a little bit difficult to get outside and be able to focus on those gross motor skills, but we do use the multi-purpose room at each of the schools, and so they do get the opportunity to um, work together in teams to participate in some of those uh, facilitated group games and get some of those, um, those wiggles out, if you will. And then another huge part of our summer is our on-site vendors. And so um, not every single day, but many of the days we have visitors that come to visit and provide experiences for our campers. Um, Some of those vendors include the Arizona Science Center, Challenge Island, Gameplex, Pinspiration. Uh, We also have a certified art teacher that we are um, working with this summer. And so she's coming in once a week to provide um, art enrichment for all of our campers. And so we're so happy to have her. She's actually the art teacher over at Foothills. And so sprinkled throughout our summer are all of these opportunities for the on-site vendors as well.
0: That's amazing. It sounds like the campers day is full, not only of eating, but so many enriching activities um, that kind of help build on the things that they learn during the school day while still kind of having a fun, enjoyable summer. Um, If you had to pick which of those enrichment activities would be your favorite if you were a camper?
2: Ooh, um, so far, and we haven't had all of them yet this summer, um, but so far um, I've really enjoyed, and I think the campers have really enjoyed Um, our challenge island experience and so that's a new vendor for us Um, but they come in and they essentially have a scenario that they give to the students to give you an idea the very first one was that they were on an island and that a volcano was getting to ready to erupt and so they had to build um, a zip line and get all of the people off of the island to safety before the volcano erupted and so they split them into small groups of students and they were mixed age groups Um, it was really neat to see the older students how they took a leadership role and how they were able to delegate tasks and find um, different things that the younger students could do successfully to contribute to the team Um, and then at the end the volcano erupted and everybody celebrated that they got their their people off of the island and so for me That was really exciting to see because we saw a lot of leadership opportunities. We saw that they were collaborating together. They were working as a team. They were problem solving. They were creating things. And so a lot of those soft skills that we work on throughout the day kind of came together as part of that vendor experience. So that was really exciting.
0: That is Really great. And I think it is too one of the things that kind of sets Kids Zone um, as a program during the school year apart from other before and after school programs, as well as, I mean, especially those Ed Camps that you guys offer throughout summer and winter break. Can you talk a little bit about what Kids Zone looks like and how it's different during the school year than it is on some of these breaks?
2: Sure. Um, so during the breaks, when we offer what we call Ed Camp, um, we kind of consolidate our sites down. And so um, during the camps, we offer um, child care and programming from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. And so as you can imagine, um, the staff that is required to be able to do that for 12 hours a day is a little bit more um there's more of a need than our before and after school program. So what we do is we consolidate down from eight sites during the before and after school programs to one or two or three during um, the, the breaks. And what that allows us to do is to make sure that we have appropriate staffing for those long days. Um, during the school year, we offer very similar activities in terms of kind of the, our areas of focus. We're focused on those 21st century skills. We're still providing a variety of hands-on engaging activities. There's just less time through the, throughout the day to do that. And so generally, um, there's kind of one main activity for the afternoon. Um, one other difference is we offer um, the opportunity and the time and space for students to be able to get their homework done after school. And so we provide um that time and space for quiet activities and or homework and our goal with that is we have a lot of students that are there until 6pm and we want to provide the opportunity for families to go home and enjoy their time together um, when they're getting home that late and so we try and alleviate that and get that done for students and for families before they head home Um, and then one of the other major differences as well is we do a lot more outside play during the summer. We're pretty limited because of heat advisories and such. And so we do utilize during the, the nicer weather, um, being outside and having some of those gross motor activities and working on some of those skills as well.
0: Awesome. And, um, during the school year, it is it's much a shorter amount of time. Um, what are those some of the benefits that you see your students who are with you throughout Kids Zone, either at Ed Camp in the summer or during the school year, that you see them having versus students who would maybe attend another program um, that isn't one of our Kids Zone programming?
2: Sure. Um, So we actually have many students who we've had year after year, and they attend one of our locations before and after school, and then they also attend during our camps. And so we've had them for several years, almost every single day of the year. Um, I think some of the the best things that I've observed is the relationships that are built there. Um, We are fortunate enough to have pretty consistent staff throughout the years, and so Um, The relationships and the ownership that they feel in those classrooms, um, I think that's a huge benefit. Um, They're with familiar faces. Um, We have consistent expectations in terms of behavior, Um, And our our schedules and our routines are consistent from school year to camps and back to school year. And so I think it really creates a safe space for students. Um, They know what to expect. There's a a level of comfort. They know the staff that they're walking into. Um, The other thing that I think has been really um, neat to watch is, We have students that attend at different locations. So for example, we have students that attend at Desert Valley and Marshall Ranch, and they really look forward to the next camp because they've built relationships with students from other schools. Um, One benefit I think to this is that when they feed into high school, which will be the same high school, they already kind of have a built-in support system. They'll have familiar faces. They'll have um, support from their peers, um, even more so than just the students that they know at their own campus. And so that's really neat to watch when we do send them off to high school. And now we have students that have attended different elementary schools that are now on the same campus. Um, I love that we're able to kind of support that that relationship um, and, and just really look forward to that.
0: Yeah, those relationships too, they're something special. Um, When I was a student in Peoria Unified, I attended the AMPM program that the city of Peoria um, would host. And I do, I remember having those like camp relationships of, oh, I'm so excited. I get to see my friends over at Skyview that I don't get to see during the school year. And you're exactly right. When we went into high school, we already had some of those friendships and kind of had a leg up on some of those other students. Um, When it came to having those bonds, because of those um, great and amazing experiences and memories that we built during AMPM and their summer camp, and I know you also have a really great relationship with the city of Peoria. Because um, for those of you who don't know, Kid Zone serves our schools in the city of Glendale, and then the city of Peoria serves our schools that sit within their city boundaries. Can you talk a little bit about that partnership you have with the city of Peoria?
2: Absolutely. Um, so, something that I'm really grateful for over the last, I would say, year or two, is the relationship that has grown between myself and and the Kids Own program and the City of Peoria. Um, Sherry Steele um, is um, one of the leaders over there with the city that oversees the AMPM program and their summer camps. Um, and her and I collaborate on a regular basis, um, and that looks like a number of different things. Um, we talk about the community need, what does the community need from us? Do they need more locations? Do they need less locations, but more of a capacity? Um, We talk about, well, what are you able to service during this time period and how can we support areas that you're not able to service. And so one of the things we've been able to do is just talk about what does each program capacity look like and how can we make sure that the district as an entire whole district is being supported um, between the two programs. Um, We've also been able to help parents kind of navigate. It can be a little bit confusing as to, is this a A district program? Is this a city program? And so now that we are familiar with each other's programs, we can answer questions, we can refer them to the right place um, and make sure that they're getting a fit that really is best for their students and for their families. Um, And then there is a, we've been able to establish. some consistent programming, kind of what are the minimum expectations, um, what are we striving for, what do ratios look like, some of those more fine-tuned licensing regulation things. um, We've been able to kind of brainstorm and work together to make sure that we're continuously improving our programs and meeting the needs of the community and families.
0: That's I mean, it is, it's an amazing partnership and I have been able to witness it grow so much in the last couple of years. Um, you mentioned the licensing that goes into this. Can you talk a little bit about the certifications you and your staff have um, and the kind of experience they bring to some of this?
2: Absolutely. Um So, all of our programs are licensed by the Arizona Department of Health Services. um, And that is the same regulatory agency that licenses any child care program. So, it's the same um, agency that licenses. private child cares or license our preschool program. And those, in addition to district policies and procedures and regulations, we're also required to follow um, their regulations. Um, and so some of those things, that's kind of what sets our ratios for staff to students. Um, that is that is what kind of sets the um, requirements for staffing um, experience and um, training. And so we do have um, what we call site supervisors. All of our site supervisors are what licensing considers director qualified. Um, And there's a number of different ways that you can be deemed director qualified. It's usually some type of combination between experience and education. So either like college classes combined with a certain amount of experience. Um, So there's a number of different ways that you can be director qualified, but all of our supervisors are director qualified. Um, And then all of our associates associates, which is kind of like our assistants in the classroom, they all meet the qualifications um, for an assistant caregiver is how licensing calls it. Um, And so we, from a staffing perspective, have to meet those regulations. And then in our policies and procedures, we do as well. And so we, um, you know. Simple things like we have rosters and we complete head counts and um, we follow ratios, our ratios are one staff member to every 20 adult or 20 students mind you in our kids on program our ratios are actually much lower than that. um, But that is the required ratios and so that's kind of a little bit about licensing and kind of how we. um, We set our policies and procedures to make sure that we're adhering to those.
0: That's great to hear. Again, um, I just want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of Trending Peoria. Before I let you go, I have just a couple of more questions for you. First, for our families at home who maybe missed the deadline to enroll or now that they're hearing about Zone, are a little more interested in what goes on day to day. Are there any activities or what is your favorite activity that you do in Zone that our families could replicate at home?
2: Sure. Um, so to be honest with you, most of our activities could be done at home. Um, but some of the ones that pop into my mind are are really simple ones. Um, one of our favorites in our classroom, and we typically do this towards the end of the day, um, when our students just really need to move. I mean, everybody right now is doing mostly inside activities because it's so hot. So one of our favorite things to do is just dance. Um, it's actually a game that you can play on a variety of um, gaming systems, but we usually just do it on YouTube, um, but the just dance and so if you're not familiar with that it's um, songs that students are familiar with and then you follow along the dance moves and that every year uh, time and time again is one of the staff or the student favorites. Um, and they think it is absolutely hilarious when the adults do it with them. And so I think it would be a huge hit at home if the parents um, did some just dance with their children. Um, I think the children would probably get a, a huge laugh out of that, um, watching all of the grownups in their lives dance. So that's one that pops into my mind. Um, Another one, which is always a student, a camper favorite, is any type of slime or cloud dough activity. And so this is a request we receive on a regular basis. Um, We make, I don't know, every slime under the world. We did magnet slime last week. We've done Disney slime, we've done any slime you can think of. Um, Those recipes are super easy to find and generally um, just use household items that you probably already have at your house. That would be a huge hit. I know it's not always a parent favorite. I will tell you that. um, and then the last one is any board games that you could play at home. Um, I think it's important to, to recognize how many skills can be practiced just by pay, playing a simple board game at home um, with with your child. And not only that, but that connection, having some one-on-one time, even if it's just for 10, 15 minutes where you're engaged with your child um, and just the two of you kind of having some special time. Uh, we have such a variety of board games in the classroom. Um, I'd be happy to recommend some, but I think that would be just another one that's really easy to do and takes very little planning or prep.
0: Yeah, those that play is so important, especially um, during the summer, it keeps your mind active. It's fun. And for the adults too, it's a nice little break. I know in my household, we find ourselves playing many a board game just as a little bit of a break from either screen time or things like that. Um, my last question for you before we go, where can parents go to find a little bit more about Kids Zone? Are you guys on social media at all? We are. So we,
2: um, we have a Twitter and we also have a Facebook. Um, my recommendation would be to start at the Peoria Unified homepage. Um, so if you were to go to that homepage, Um, And go under families, there's a little tab that says before and after school, and you can find all things KidZone on there. So it does have a link to our social media. It has our Twitter. It has our Facebook. It also tells you more about like the locations that we're at. It gives you an idea of like what our fees look like, how to register. Um, So that's kind of the one-stop shop for KidZone. So I would definitely encourage families to go through the Peoria Unified um, homepage And then just go over, if you hover over families, there's a whole tab of before and after school and kid zone.
0: Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Trending Peoria. And I will let you go back to all of the fun activities you have planned for the rest of the day. Have a great day, Ashley. Thank you so much. Have a great day thank you for joining us for another episode of Trending Peoria. As always, you can learn more at peoriaunifiedorg slash trendingpeoria and make sure you like and subscribe.